Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Yo, we transfer is the best. If you were looking for the easiest way to transfer files back and forth, Use WeTransfer. There's no signing code, no offer codes, no password to forget. Just upload, send, and get back to making what it is you make. 40 million people use WeTransfer, and they showcase creative people across all different platforms. So, in that spirit, we're skipping the rest of the 60-second ad and getting right back to this show. WeTransfer.com. You make WeTransfer. Hello one, hello all, I am Ray Harkins and you are listening to 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I'm trying to make this intro a little bit different from time to time because otherwise people feel like they're listening to the same show. They're like, wait a minute, did I download the wrong one? I think I already listened to this one. (laughs) But anyways, welcome. We're talking about independent music, the people who are involved in it, creating it, putting it out, taking pictures of it. Drawing, well, uh, well, yeah, I guess drawing. Yeah, yeah, we we, we get some artists on here. We get, we get, we get a wide variety. We, I, I get a wide variety. I always like to say we because it makes me feel like this thing is is bigger. And technically, it is we because you are the the fuel to the fire that is this whole podcast thing. So, anyways, who do I have this week? Well, you read, right? So you've already seen this, but I of course have to do my appropriate intro of. A good friend of mine, someone who I hadn't spoken to in honestly 10 or so years, uh, Howard Jones. He's a vocalist for his new band. Well, not technically new, but, you know, new name of the band, Light the Torch, who's putting out a record on Nuclear Blast. Really, really good band. If you are fans of anything heavy and or metal, you will absolutely lap this up and love it. 
And he also played in a band called Killswitch Engage, and where I met him initially was in the band Blood Has Been Shed, which you will hear in a moment. Like, you know, why would I play, like, the new single off of their new record? I'm going to play the stuff that I got introed to initially. I just think it's more fun that way. So, Howard, uh, more on Howard in a minute. Let's 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 talk about some some stuff. This some of it's serious, some of it's not serious. This is serious. Caleb Schofield, the bassist of Cave In, uh, he recently passed away. Uh, well, not passed away. I, I I try not to use that euphemism. I feel like the word "died" has has power to it, and passed away. I feel like. I don't know, like it kind of skirts skirts around this notion that everybody is is afraid of death. And I, I, I try not to kind of build into that. But anyways, so Caleb Schofield, he died tragically. He is a father of two. And uh, it, it really shook me. Um, I had only, you know, like said hi a couple times when my band Taken played some shows with them. And, um, you know, we just never traveled in the same circles, but was a person whose musical impact was felt far and wide. And to have him, you know, his light snuffed out before, uh, you know, he really should have led a long life like most of us will hopefully do. And it's, it's so tragic and sad, but the silver lining to it all is the fact that we as a musical community come together and we raised a boatload of money. I think the last time I checked, it was like close to $90,000 was going to his family, which of course, no amount of money even really makes a dent in anything from that perspective. But uh, I just like the fact that, you know, I was reading these comments on this GoFundMe page of people just saying like, you know, I don't I don't know you beyond the music. And thank you so much for that. And I'm so sorry that, you know, you, your family has to deal with this. So, yeah, if you want to just Google Caleb Schofield and find the GoFundMe page, I highly, highly encourage you to do that because, um, yeah, that's that's frankly the least that we can do as a music community of a person who contributed a lot. He's done a lot of great stuff. Old Man Gloom, Zozobra. Um, like I said, cave in just really, really sad that that happened. So I wanted to make sure to appropriately memorialize him because, uh, he was very important to me as well, musically. And then, um, on the much lighter side of things is, uh, I got to plug some podcasts that I have personally recently been on. And if you, uh, like me are always searching for fun, cool podcasts, this isn't so much a selfish plug to like, Hey, listen to my episode, even though it's kind of tied in there as well. There's a podcast called This Awful Sound, which is super fun. I went on there, spoke for an hour and a half about Hoobastank, Trust Company, and bands in the sort of new metal revival in the early 2000s, and it was so much fun. So I highly encourage you to go to This Awful Sound and find them on the podcast catcher of your choice, and you will uh, you'll enjoy it because they they basically take uh, some some ostensibly really bad music and people opine about it. And yeah, we go to some pretty funny places. So, and it's done by hardcore kids. So that's always fun. And then uh, strange nerve, my friend Taylor Madison, who was a previous guest on the show, he had me on his show to nerd out so deep about podcasts. We talk a lot about podcasts. So if you are interested about the industry, what it takes to run a podcast, I highly encourage you to do that. So strange nerve is the name of his show. And then finally, an old high school friend of mine launched a show called Low Density, in which he talks about faith and uh, how that intersects with people's lives. And so, uh, yeah, if you're interested in religion and all of that stuff, you definitely need to find Low Density. He has pretty interesting conversations, even though it's, he's only got about maybe 15 or so, so shows under his belt. So I highly encourage you to do that. And then what? Rockabilia? No, hold on. I'm going to talk to you about something else first. This is important. I want to do a mailbag episode. 
I want to have you submit some questions where we, uh, yeah, I just answer them either. It's either directly about me, directly about the show, about music in general, whatever it is. Email me 100 words podcast at gmail.com. I highly encourage you to do that because I'll be putting something together in the next couple months. So please do that. And then Rockabilia, like I said, like or I was going to say, Rockabilia is the best. They are the spot for you to buy all of your band merch. It's all in one convenient location. They have a half a million designs for you to dip into from long sleeves to sweaters, to T-shirts. It's all officially licensed. The band's getting paid. Everything's above board and the customer service is top shelf. And I want to give you 15% off whatever item you would like to pick. And that is, of course, using the code PC Jabberjaw. So please do that. It will get you some percentages off. And yeah, Rockabilia, love what you do. Love the support of the show. So thank you for that. All right, let's let's wrap this up. Howard Jones, he's the best. I, I love him dearly. We and this conversation was very different because it was people catching up and I tried not to be, you know, too like inside baseball. And I tried to, you know, explain some of the stories that we were going to be telling. So um, if that, you know, if you feel like it's not very reflective over, um, you know, a wide ranging conversation that I typically have on these shows, um, I'm sorry. But this was me catching up with a friend (laughs) who happens to be Howard Jones, one of the uh, in my opinion, one of the best heavy vocalists of all time. I just love what he does, and I have loved everything that he has done since. So when I say since, I mean since when I first discovered him, his blood has been shed. So anyways, that's that. Here is Howard, and I will talk to you, obviously, at the end of the show, where I'll tell you who the next week's guest is. All right? So stick around. I don't know why it's so crystal clear to me. Like I'll, I'll walk you through this memory that I have because it's so comical. So, you know, l- like we, we okay. first, we first ran across each other, obviously playing, you know, shows together with taken and blood has been shed in 12 tribes at uh, coos cafe in Santa Ana, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Um, yep. So then I, uh, you know, I was able to give you guys a place to stay that night and um, you know, you're like, you know, you guys are adults and like, I'm, I'm a child at that time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I have this really distinct memory of like, you know, you guys obviously coming back and like us hanging out and, you know, really enjoying our company. And then, um, you know, you guys, uh, you know, you, as adults do, you know, you woke up, you know, early-ish in the morning and, you know, I'm still living with my parents, obviously. And you guys had found some, some, uh, like free weights that my dad had. And so like you, were, you, <laughs> And I, I, I swear, it sounds like I'm making this up, but like, it's so perfect where it's like, you guys were just like, you know, just doing some weightlifting, like as one does. And I remember my mom coming downstairs and like, you know, being like, she's used to like, you know, weird people staying over, but seeing adults lifting weights in like the living room, she was just like, oh, interesting. Well, who's, who does Ray have over now? <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that part. It was so so perfect. We were a group of large, brawny men. That's 
that's really fun. <laughs> so, but I, I just, I, uh, I love like, you know, I, I try not to get new too nostalgic over those either stories or instances, but it was like, that was so, so ingrained in that early touring years because, you know, you would all, whoever you would stay with, you would always have some adventure or weird story, whether it was like, Oh dude, we stayed at this guy's like mansion and the mom made breakfast for us or whatever. Like you always had those stories, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, this one, <laughs> I guess we, we did kind of leave strange stories like that around. <laughs> That's true. Oh, that makes me laugh. That's good. That makes that, me laugh. That's uh, good. But I, I remember, like, I, I, I remember, like, I, I mean, I, I really didn't have any impressions of you before we hung out at all. But then I just remember, you know, after that, you know, hang session, I was just like, I don't know. I was so endeared to you. I was just like, Howard, like he's, he's a great guy. I would love to hang out with him, you know, as much as humanly possible. And I, um, <laughs> And it just, I don't know. It was, it was one of those things like those, those intense relationships that you have with a person for, you know, hours at a time is just like, you know, like I'll, I'll always consider you a friend, even though we haven't spoken in 10 years, you know? (laughs) Has it really been that long? I don't, I I, I don't feel like it's been, yeah, Uh, yeah, we definitely had plenty of nice long conversations and, I don't know if you remember this during your uh, during the time hanging out there at your place. You had this huge wall of of CDs. Yes. Just and they I can't remember what order you had them in, but you had them in some sort of order. And we just went down the list of like the ones that we liked, but more often than not, we were just making fun of everything. <laughs> just because it was because we were up super late because uh, I'm I'm always up and uh, I was like oh wow somebody's up with me cool <laughs> so yeah <laughs> I do re- no it's funny now that you say that I do remember that because it was just like all it was was like just like we us being up at like you know four a.m. being super punchy and just being like oh man what about what about this band that band sucks or like oh dude that record rules. <laughs> <laughs> it just went on and on constantly <laughs> and you had so much stuff <laughs> it's true yeah there was there was material for for hours <laughs> oh yeah but yeah it was one of those things we uh yeah we just kind of ended up bonding and uh after that you know <laughs> yeah you're just it's one of those things where it's like i i hear your name and i'll that's awesome. How's he doing? Man, I miss that guy. Yeah. And I, I, I really do. I really do think there's something, you know, about that, you know, time frame of when, you know, most bands in our genre were not, you know, making a quote unquote living. And like, you know, you just were able to yeah. like get out on tour and experience that. But like those, you know, experiences of just like, well, we don't have very much money. So of course we're not going to stay in a hotel. And of course we're just going to stay with whoever we can find at that show, you know? Yeah. I mean, you did it because it's what you did. You didn't play in a band with, uh, well, at least I didn't play in bands with the dreams of making it big someday. I just did it because I did it. Right. You know? And, and so, and to make it, 
if you want to call it that, there was no way you were staying at hotels. You just didn't. I mean, I mean, how many shows did you play where it's like, hey, we got 50 bucks tonight, and you were stoked? You know, just, what, do those days exist anymore? Yeah. I mean, it does. It does, but yeah, it, it's so much more of a business now. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Just because, you know, once you start to, once you start to have a roadmap and people can kind of put two and two together, then yes, it's easier for bands to exist with the idea that, oh yes, we can make this as a living. Whereas, you know, that wasn't, you could point to like five bands that you were like, oh wow, dude, I heard, I heard, I heard Poison the Well, like they don't have to come home and like work at a bagel shop. Like they're just like on tour constantly. Seriously, they were the breakout band, man. And so, yeah, you you just thought like, wow, I can't believe they that they're this big. I, I mean, how many times did we play with those guys and this, and then they put out that album, opposite of December? Yeah, Is that it? absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's no way you can't remember just certain songs for that. I mean, of course, it goes without saying, like nerdy, nerdy, but. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just they blew up. And I was like, man, this is crazy to see this played with in some empty gymnasium or VFW or something like that. And it's like, wow, they they are getting huge attention. Uh, yeah, those were the days. It's I know it's crazy. Well, kind of uh, you know, kind of pointing the the uh, the spotlight back to you, my friend. You were um, you know I mean I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to you know do some wide brushes of history just because you know a lot of it has obviously been well documented in many other interviews. But you know you were born and raised in Columbus, and that's kind of where you got you know your 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 first taste of playing in bands and independent music and stuff like that. But um, you know I, I are you I didn't know are you an only child? Do you have brothers or sisters? Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not a not an only child. Okay, <laughs> where where do you where do you sit on the pecking order? Are you oldest, youngest? Where you? No, I youngest, but but definitely not a not only. Uh, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone's ever asked me that. Okay, I, and do you have? Is it like how, what's the makeup? Is there like you know like older older brothers and sisters? Obviously, how many on each side? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, uh, four boys and a girl. That okay, was, uh, that was my big old family. Got it. Got and it. And then this uh, weird, and then weird me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I was a part of that. It, I've just always been a little odd. Sure. And were you, uh, you know, being the last of five? Was it? Uh, were <laughs> were you one of the kids that was, uh, you know, considered a uh, quote unquote uh, gift from God? Where it's like, oh wow, uh, we weren't anticipating another child, but here he is. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, I'm pretty sure that's how it went with everybody that was in my position. <laughs> like when you're that far down the pecking order, <laughs> yeah, more than likely, I think something the. Uh, something unexpected happened. Right. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Yeah. I, I just, especially like you said, when you, when you do have, you know, basically over three kids and then, you know, the last one is usually like, Oh, that one uh, looks like that one slipped by the goalie. Yeah. I, I believe there's a reason I didn't get surprise birthday parties because my birthday was a surprise. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, Oh, Hey, Hey, it's a, uh, it's Howard's birthday. Oh, that's right. That's tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure my mom was like, yeah, I remember that day all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. So delicious almond milk with cashew is the best thing that I've ever tasted from a nut milk perspective. I, of course, have been vegan for a long time, have drank the almond milk for quite some time, but it wasn't until this product hit the market. I mean, first of all, So Delicious is incredible on so many plant-based dairy stuff, like ice creams and everything, but once this almond milk came in the market, oh my gosh, I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you how excited I was. And what's even better, it has seven or fewer ingredients, and it comes in three amazing flavors, vanilla, original, and unsweetened. And if that's not enough, the bottle itself is made up of at least 80% plants, which is, of course, 100% awesome. But no joke, this is the real deal. If you've never, ever tried almond milk, you need to start here because you will taste it and you'll be like, I am never going back ever, ever, ever. So one sip is all it takes to realize that nothing else compares. So visit, please go to visit SoDeliciousDairyFree.com slash words today to learn more. Again, that's so delicious dairyfree.com slash words trust me this is the real deal i love this stuff and you will too so delicious dairyfree.com slash words all right now on the show 
So were you, uh, were you closer to, I guess your, your mom or your dad or how did, uh, you know, how did you kind of navigate that, that, you know, huge family relationship you had? Uh, closer to mom, but I, I was all, I mean, I mean, I got along with everybody in the family, but I was always kind of a loner. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hung out with friends, I hung out with family, you know, and, play sports with everybody and all that stuff. But I spent a lot of time on my own. So, uh, like, okay. I remember like one summer for, uh, I think like pretty much the whole summer I would just, as a kid, I think I was maybe second, third grade, something like that. Uh, I would just the whole summer walk from my house to the public library and just stay in the library and read all day, check out some books, go home, read most of the night. Cause I didn't sleep. And I get up the next morning. Kept, I just did the same thing. I just did that over and over. Cause I'm weird. <laughs> right. Well, it, it, it's funny. It, it's funny. You say that because that's always something that, um, you know, in getting to know you and something I've always observed about you is, um, you know, most people, place the uh you know front man of a band no matter what genre of music is you know they're like the most outgoing and gregarious and you know big personality and stuff like that and while you do have a big personality in the sense of like you know you are like you said you're friendly and you're not like you know this this person who doesn't know how to speak to other people but you've always been in my mind more comfortable with a either by yourself or a very very small group of people um and so that's always kind of been the case yeah yeah, and I I think I've uh, I've figured that out more as uh, as time has gone by. I'm like, oh wow, I've been like this for a long time. I you know, and not just being a loner, but you know, just how I am. Period. It's like, oh, I've always been like this. I just didn't recognize those you know things about me, like the fact that I don't sleep. I just I've always been like that. <laughs> And it's like, oh, well, really funny when I think back about even like meeting you, like literally just kind of punch drunk and everything because I couldn't sleep. And it was just, I feel even when I was a kid going to staying at a library all day, then checking out books and reading them all night because I couldn't sleep. So yeah, it just always been a little different. And so, uh, you know, when you're, up when everybody else is uh, is asleep. Uh, yeah, you kind of get used to having time to yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No one else is there to uh, entertain you. So you're like, well, I'll go ahead and take care of this myself. <laughs> yeah. Entertain or th- or them also. I don't feel like I'm bothering. <laughs> so I always feel like I'm bothering people. So oh, I ghost all the time. I'm right. literally the dude who disappears. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's. <laughs> That's true. It's always one of those things where it's like, "Hey, hey, where's uh? Have you have you spoken to Howard at all? No, I haven't seen him in a while. Oh yeah, well, he left like three hours ago. <laughs> just gone. But yeah. yeah, I've always been like that. That's just me. Got it. And so, like you said, you know, you were you were you know comfortable, you know, existing in you know sports and all the other things that you know kind of typical typical kids do. Um, what what yeah. kind of I guess what kind of path did you see yourself like headed on as you were, you know, going into, you know, high school and started to develop your own identity and like, you know, was, I mean, music was an important part of your life, but did you ever have conceptions of what like a career would be like, Oh, I want to be a history teacher or something like that. 
Yeah, actually, that's kind of what I thought was going to happen. It was I thought maybe I was going to be a teacher and uh, go that path or something like that. You know, I I didn't really have aspirations of music. You know, uh, I begrudgingly was doing choir and things like that in middle and high school, and it was just, just because I was kind of shy about singing and. And so even doing that, it was still kind of difficult. And then I remember getting asked to do like the like ensemble glee thing. Like, hey, do you want to like, you, you would get a partner and sing and dance. And I was like, I flat out refuse. I won't even do choir again if you ask me again. <laughs> so, like, <just> don't. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I just thought I was going to yeah, be a normal person and yeah like be a teacher honestly yeah and yeah then just kind of went this route right yeah (laughs) (laughs) who'd have thought yeah exactly (laughs) um and so uh, you you know when uh when playing in bands because you started playing in bands uh with with Corey, right like he was basically your your first sort of bandmate in in that respect yeah yeah and you yeah yeah it was oh go ahead no, I was just going to say, and that, like, what was the name of that first band? Because I didn't, uh, obviously, I only know you, you know, via Blood Has Been Shed. So I'm sure that has to have a terrible band name, like most first bands do. Oh, yeah. I think we were Release. <laughs> yeah. It was. Well, that's not too bad. bad. <laughs> I mean, Release, that's simple. Uh, yeah. So was the music. Yeah. <laughs> well, <Bad. laughs> well, yeah. That's what you're supposed to do when you're in your first band or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that that bums me out. It's like people start, and I was like, "Man, this band is awesome!" It's like they're so young. Oh, they don't know the embarrassment of getting on stage and then figuring out, "Oh, I'm not good at this." <laughs> totally. I said, "It's it's so humbling." It, and, yeah, uh, it is, and I, I always you think you just don't understand that feeling. No, I always think that it's very funny when. Because every band has the idea of like, you know, filming their first show or getting some documentation of it and nothing like that could not be a worse idea because like when you look, but even if you look back on that, like two weeks after the show, you're like, oh, I thought I was killing it. I was like back to the crowd, like crouched in a corner. Like it's like, oh my God, this is horrible. I know, right? Just terrible. I mean, you you want to jump ahead. I mean, we can talk about the uh, let's talk about like Killswitch that first tour I did. You know, y- yeah, we we did some some awesome stuff and all that. But first tour, we we're in a van and it was fifty bucks a show. Yeah, it, it just that's just what you did. Yeah, and and before that, you were lucky to get paid. Sometimes it was just. You know, just having a presence there, and was, oh, you can sell some, you can sell some T-shirts. Okay, uh, all right, you can play uh, four songs. Okay, uh, and then of course, you know, you're playing with bands, and no one knows who you are, so you know they're just looking at you, and uh, all those embarrassing moments. Absolutely, so many, so so so, so many, of them. so many. But did you, um, you know, e- even though you uh, were a person like, I mean, every time I, I've seen you in all your bands, like you, you know, you know how to, you know, be comfortable on stage. 
I'm going to guess that was something that you kind of had to to learn how to do. Or did you have any sort of like, you know, stage fright getting up there? Like once you first started playing, you know, some shows in, in the uh, the Columbus area? Oh, I still do. Okay. I still always have stage fright. And secondly, I, yeah, I've, I spit out and swallowed so much vomit. <laughs> just, <laughs> it just, it just is what it is. <laughs> How many times I've been made fun of for wringing my hands mercilessly. <laughs> just, uh, I don't know. I've always gotten that way. It, it's not natural to get in front of people and do this. So, yeah, and I, I, I will never understand not feeling like just completely strange walking out on stage. I mean, once you're doing it, say, like, okay, uh, this is what I'm doing. But whew, I think about, I think about it beforehand and yeah, I'm about ready to pass out. Right. <laughs> no, that's cool. Cause I mean that, that definitely, um, you know, go, goes... yeah, you just said, Oh, that's cool. Is right. it, it is. is it cool? It, well, it, it, cause it would, to me, it would strike me as weird if it, it cause that, that kind of goes against your person. Like that would go against your personality. You know, if you were like, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, weird kind of loner in the corner and then like, Oh dude, I can easily get up in front of people and just yell at him in the face for like, you know, half an hour, like no problem. It's like, well, that's weird. Cause that, that doesn't seem like something that would add up. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that is not me. And what's amazing is meeting people who are into the bands and stuff like that. And they come in, they come in pretty hot, you know, they're just screaming at me and, and I'm like, wow, I'm literally embarrassed right now. (laughs) I realize I am just not like that. Yeah, totally, totally. (laughs) It feels, it feels very weird when, uh, when someone just comes at me and just, Screams my name. Right. Yeah, I, like, I don't know, I don't what know to why do. you did that. Right. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. I think uh, I feel really weird. So if that was the mission. Success. <laughs> yeah. um, and so then, uh, did y- did you actually do any touring with that first band release at all, or or was that more of you know when um, you were in Blood Shed? Uh, I think we were more just like weekend warriors. We did a little bit of touring here and there, but you know, we were young, terrible. So, you know, it's not like it had legs to stand on at the time. Right. Right. And, but then, uh, we started doing that. And then that's when, uh, I ended up moving out to Connecticut, you know, as Corey was getting married and he was going to be, uh, doing the family business and, and he was like, hey, I'd love to keep the band going. And he said, but I understand if you don't. And so we all said, sure. And we, you know, the, eventually the four of us went out there and then one guy left. And then I think eventually a second guy left. But yeah. Yeah, we, Corey and I just kept playing. And, and what we did evolved into, from release involved to this band Driven and from Driven and evolved into Blessman Shed. And Driven was terrible too. Sure. But uh <laughs> but still. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's very bad. And and so yeah, we started playing shows in, you know, New England and everything and you know, a couple shows in you realize, oh, we've got work to do. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so that's so that's what we did. Yeah. So we just did the work down and started writing. Yeah. 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 I mean we played shows and did what we could, but after a while we were like, hmm 
you know, Corey was like, wow, we, he's like, I really want to step things up. And, uh, you know, he's got some ideas for music. Some of it might be kind of crazy, but, uh, yeah, I want to call him husband said, I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, all right. Whatever. Sure. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I just kind of roll the punches, don't I? Yeah. So, do. Yeah. That's, that's how you, that's how that's you how, in that's how it started. How, um, yeah, pretty much, you know, as you were, you know, cause how, how old were you when you made that move to Connecticut? Uh, yeah, geez, I don't know. Early twenties, early twenties. Like yeah. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm going to guess that, you know, you're, uh, you know, by this time your, your parents had obviously seen what you started to get into with all the bands and, you know, probably weird music to them. Um, you know, how, <laughs> like, you know, like you said, you, you were already kind of going to the beat of your own drummer were, you know, were, were they ever, I guess, like, you know, afraid, concerned, like, Oh man, Howard seems to be like, you know, going, going somewhere else. And I just don't understand this music that he's doing. Or was that, did they kind of just like leave you to your own devices? Yeah. Uh, I kind of got left to do my own thing. So I've always been a little peculiar and uh, it, they didn't really understand that. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, there was just nobody like me in the family. So and it wasn't really that big of a deal to me. You know, um, I just did it. Yeah. I mean, because I always thought, I always figured, eh, why not? This has just kind of been my approach to, to a lot of things. I'm like, yeah, why not? I'll give it a shot. Right. I mean, because, you know, it, what happens if you don't? It, you didn't. So literally, I, I've... I've kind of lived my life by that in a lot of ways, right? for better or for worse. It's like, oh, move? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. What, join this band? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. What, join this band? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but I mean, it's it, it's cool because, you know, you were, um, you know, you're approaching it from a very, like, I don't want to use the word nonchalant because, you know, that makes it sound like you don't care at all, but you do, but you very much are trying to, I guess, collect that experience, whatever it may be good or bad. You're just like, well, I gotta, like, I gotta try this because it's in front of me. And who knows if it's not going to be there in six months, if I say no to it or whatever. Yeah. It it, kind of is like that. Like I, I don't want to let an opportunity pass by if I have a chance. I, uh, I got asked in some interview, this guy what was, you know, what's the one achievement that I haven't had? And I'm like, I don't have any achievements. I just want to keep working. Mm-hmm. It's like, I literally just enjoy heavy music. You know, I enjoyed all of this stuff. So I'm like, is, is that it? And he's like, well, that's an answer. I'm like, well, that's not it. An achievement, an achievement. That's like a goal or something. Right, I'm right. Not, uh, yeah, I'm like, there's no payoff here. My achievement is like, I don't want to like reach something and then quit. I said, I just want to keep going. Right. So, is that my achievement? I don't know. I'm just always like, oh, okay, I can try this. Oh, I want to keep trying stuff. That, that so it's, I, I I do work. I I like the work. It's you know. It, coming up with stuff. I don't know. There's something about that, but 
yeah, it's just, I, I just want to try. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is incredibly important to me, so please listen up. We've lost a ton of incredibly musicians to overdose, especially opioids like heroin and fentanyl. An addiction is a nationwide problem and there is no easy fix. Recovery isn't one size fits all. And that's why the American Addiction Centers is revolutionizing the addiction treatment industry with holistic evidence-based treatment practices and innovative technology to ensure safety throughout detox and treatment. And they specialize in dual diagnoses. So mental health, addiction, they handle that all. And they even offer in-house genetic testing. So if you can find out you're prone to any prescription drug sensitivities or interactions, it's incredible. And better yet, they work hard to make sure individual needs are met by empowering individuals in their lifelong recovery journey in a comfortable home-like setting. So please take action. If you or you know someone that is struggling with drugs or alcohol, and you're, you're maybe not even sure if you are as well. You need to call the American Addiction Centers at 888-260-7264. It's available 24-7, and your life is worth more than your addiction. Do not wait until it's too late. I've had family members struggle with addiction, and it's an awful, awful thing. This service, I believe so much in. So please call the American Addiction Centers at 888-260-7264. Please help. Okay? Now on with the show. 
kind of fast forwarding a little bit when, um, you know, basically because we've obviously been talking about, you know, your, your sort of your introversion and the fact that, you know, there's, there's so much that it takes to be in a band, let alone a person that's, you know, at the focal point of the band. And, you know, as far as the singer's concerned. And I know that like when you stepped away mm-hmm. from kill switch engage, there was a, you know, a, a, a myriad of things going on from like, you know, n- your mental health, your, um, your actual physical health. Um, I presume a lot mm-hmm. of the sort of mental strain that you were feeling. And I, I, this is me just kind of, you know, using conjecture here, but like, you know, people obviously connected with your lyrics and like, you weren't just singing about, you know, swords and goblins and stuff. You were singing about your own personal feelings and, people yeah. people put a lot on you because of that and i'm sure the like you said you were just hanging out in the back of the bus because i'm sure a lot of it was you just couldn't handle a lot of the input that you were getting from a lot of people um you i guess when did that kind of when did you recognize that you couldn't handle that you know oh wow i i would say um i started realizing it was very awkward uh i don't know 2003 2004 just the way i felt was it was beyond discomfort it was it was like it, it was just consuming my thoughts and feelings and i i i don't understand why i hate this mm-hmm. that because it's what i want to do now because it's like oh this is you know because there's part of this that obviously i love it because i'm still doing it but yeah, there was part of it was just like I don't, I don't understand the attention, or I I, I can't really word it. I, I still can't. All I know it's like it, around that time. That's when I know. Sorry, this is strange, and it just built. It just built up, and yeah, yeah and it just got worse and worse. Right. And things I, I didn't know. You know, I literally didn't know that, uh, you know, there was something like physically, chemically wrong with me. And, you know, and of course that just ties into everything, you know, just everything you've experienced throughout your life and just then like not realizing it's like, oh, I, I really am like, you know, I'm manic depressive. Okay. That's why I am the way I am. Okay. That explains a lot. But then it's still a long time weeding through all that. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, it was, a, so it's a long process. Yeah. Well, I'm sure too, a lot of it, a lot of it stems from, you know, you, you being, you know, kind of reclusive by nature and you're looking at all that you're surrounded by in regards to, you know, the band being successful and, you know, all your bandmates, you know, being relatively happy and whatever, like, you know, from an outsider's perspective, yeah. everyone's like, dude, what do you got to complain about, bro? Like, this is, you, there's nothing wrong. And, and I'm sure, that, oh, yeah. I'm sure that kind of crept in your head where you're like, well, yeah, I get like, I guess I shouldn't be feeling this way, but then, I do, and you can't reconcile those two. Yeah, of course. That's and that's what it is because you, you hear that all the time, and it's like, oh, you're successful, man, dude. It's that's like everything. You know, I, I I didn't even know all that was going to happen. Right. <laughs> so I can't even say it was like that was my dream. You know, so. And yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little bit introverted, you know, I, 
And yeah, there's times that when I write stuff and you know, some of the stuff I've written, it's, it's me, you know? So yeah, there's definitely, and it's like on this album, there's a few songs in there that it's me, you know? And so, yeah, uh, me and emotions are weird. And so things got, things just got hard and literally it was, it was the thought of writing another album because I still didn't know what, what I was. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I didn't know why I was so upset. I didn't know why I was so hurt, even though like, I, you know, there was times I was having the time of my life with these guys, but they were, they were happy when it was done. And I was not, <laughs> and I just did not understand that. Right. But, sure. But yeah, it was just the thought of, it's like when we got together, we start, you know, we're like, okay, we're going to write a new album. And it was just the thought of putting all that out there again and then, and then going to touring again. It just, that just scared me. So I bailed. Right. I, 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 I it was just, that was the tipping point. I was like, I literally just can't. So yeah. I, I, just, I just drove away and gone. Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, yeah, that's dramatic and, you know, that bumps people out, but like who, you know, if you were to not do that, who knows what you could have ended up being not only as a person or what you could have done to other people and just like, it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was dragging them down because they literally, I mean, they knew I was depressed. They just didn't know what how bad it was or what to do to help me because I didn't know what was wrong with me. And plus I just would not have been I wouldn't be alive. There's no way. Yeah. So it was and so I don't know. I, I it wasn't even a thought process. It was just like, yeah. okay, well everybody let's just meet back tomorrow. I did, yeah, I just I just left and did not return. Yeah. And that was that. Yeah. It's like it's all it's you know, everything kind of always goes back to the, you know, animal instincts that we have, like the fight or flight. And, you know, at that point you were just mm-hmm. like, I, I, I literally can't fight mm-hmm. anymore. I have to fly away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. 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 And, and, and yeah, I can think back throughout my life. That's, that's what I've done at times. Like, okay, this is too much. I'm out. You know, just, uh, that was me, but yeah, that, uh, I think that's barely what's <laughs> what saved me, and, and and as I got back involved with bands, I still think I came back a little too quick. I think I was like touring again was still just so hard, but I didn't know what to do because I still love music. I still love this. I really, and so I, I was like, so yeah. I was like, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll I'll just give it what the heck. I'll give it a shot. That's honestly what I thought. I'm like, well, I guess maybe I'm, maybe I'm trying to do a little better. Maybe I can handle it. Why not? I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And yeah, so that's what I did. I know. And it, it, it took it, a while. <laughs> it, sure. Sure. Well, it's really interesting. Like what you said there in regards to 
the, you know, the duality that you have to live in, in order. It's like, okay, there's so much that I enjoy about this experience, you know, being creative, being creative with other people, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to share art and all of these things. But then the, the trade-off that you have for it in regards to, you know, touring and then, you know, having people misinterpret your art or having people, you know, whatever, like all of those things that come along with it, that, you know, clearly is out of your control. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's a tough space to be in when you are what you're doing. I I just find it interesting that, like you said, you came back too early where it's like, oh, I wasn't fully ready for it. Oh, no, I, I just wasn't. I, I was still struggling. And and that's one of the reasons like I was able to bond so well with the guys in the band, because, you know, they it, I don't I, by then I knew what was wrong with me. And it was then it was just fighting through it and figuring out what worked. And they were just, they had my back. And so we just bonded getting through that. But yeah, it was, you know, it was uh, something I had to go through, you know, and, uh, you know, it was hard because I would still just be so sad, you know, and just didn't know why, you know, and, and, but, you know, I still just tried to trudge through it and, but it's funny when you say it, like people, are, they'll say that, you know, they'll say those things and make those comments like, well, you know, you're on top of the world and all that. But it's like, but yeah, but I'm still a human. Yeah. yeah I'm still me. And, and, all, and that's kind of why like the whole social media thing, I just, if I were to pay attention to what everyone said, I would literally still be doing that band, but doing this band and, only screaming heavy stuff, but then only singing. And it's just, I just got to do what I do. I, I got to do what's best for me. And just, you know, like try and navigate whatever this weird life is and try and write what I write and sing what I sing and do what I do and hopefully die a happy person. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. No, 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 no. no but I, 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 I understand the sentiment. Um, it's something I've always, you know, admired about you as well in regards to, um, you know, you are, uh, not only are you a distinct vocalist by the way that you sing, because, you know, you got, you got the soul in you, but, uh, the, the, the fact that <laughs> that's racist, <laughs> that's uh, super racist. I know, no. but <laughs> all, 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 all racist joking aside, um, you, you know, yeah. you, you are, uh, you know, you, just the way that you look and your, your presence, like, you know, you, you stand out immediately, especially in our subculture, not only because because you know you you are you are black and you aren't like you know a ma- majority of the people that are you know involved in the punk and hardcore subculture um like did mm-hmm. when did you kind of like recognize that where it's just like oh like you know i guess i am kind of you know i, mean, I know i know I'm, I'm i'm i know i'm in a minority in the context of of the world and the united states and whatever city you're living in but you know the the uh i, I when did you recognize that within, you know, our, our subculture where it's like, Oh yeah. Like people look at me because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm different looking than everybody else. <laughs> when did you recognize? Oh, you're black. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's a, that's a simple way of asking it in the context yeah. of poking hard. Day one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your first show. Got it. Okay. It's like, oh, this is, this is amazing. Uh, Okay, um, I mean, I, 
I am, but it's, it was never a thing to me. Yeah. For me, it's like, I liked the music. So it didn't really matter what I looked like. You know, it, it didn't it, like, it's just, it, it was never part of it. Mm-hmm. It just, it just never has been. I mean, other than the occasional joke and all that, it, all for me, it was just the work. I just wanted to get better. I wanted to do more. I, so it just wasn't like a consideration. It, I didn't, uh, I didn't seek that sort of thing out. I just, I just, I just like the music. Like I, I've been asked a bunch of questions when it comes to that. And, mm-hmm. and there was, there was one interview that was really funny. <laughs> just why do blacks not enjoy uh, music, like heavy music and punk music? <laughs> and I just said, I do not know. <laughs> right, how, yeah. No. What? You're, you're going to speak, you're going to speak for the whole cultural experience, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I can't speak for the, I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak for me. And then she started apologizing. Her, You're not even letting me answer. I'm just saying, I just liked it. Yeah. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> totally. Um, but really, that's that's all it was. So for me, I and I don't know. It, I just kind of embraced it. It's, it's, I loved it. So I think that's why for me it wasn't it wasn't a thing. Yeah, it's just I love the music. Period. Well, and to and to your to kind of what we were talking about earlier too, where it, it you were comfortable already being you know a person that uh, you know what was uh, you, you beat you know on the beat of your own drummer, and it's like you you'd yeah. already done that. It's like yeah, I've already you know, was hanging out in the library by myself. So it's like, yeah, why, you know, why is me going to a show where, you know, 90% of the people that are, are attending are, you know, just your average white suburban teenager or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, it, it definitely would, it, de- it would definitely, uh, make me laugh at times. And I was like, wow, these people are mad and what are they mad about? <laughs> and you listen, it's like, okay, it's just, it's just a different type of anger. It's anger directed towards different things. You know, I grew up differently, but still, you know, it's just, I felt the same way yeah. deep down. I felt, I felt different. I, I, and I always have. And so, uh, yeah, it, it was just, uh, they feel like I feel. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Cool. Yeah. You, you're right. You felt, and, and, you felt a community, right? Yeah. And it's like, and, the, the guitars are awesome. The drums are awesome. And dude screaming is, I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. And for some reason, I just liked it. Yeah. You're like, I'm in. I'm in. Hey, you want to become better at marketing, right? Like, whether it's marketing your band, whether that's marketing your graphic design, whatever it is, check out this class. This class is called Sell It Without Selling Out DIY Marketing for Creatives. It is taught by a good friend of mine, a previous guest in the show, Finn. McKenty and Matt Halpern, another previous guest in the show, the drummer for Periphery. It is a step-by-step guide for designers, artists, all the creative people that listen to this show to market themselves and get paid to do what they love. It's everything those two dudes have learned from the past 15 years of experience, which trust me, they have a ton of experience and like not just like fake experience that, you know, padding your resume and stuff like that. These guys, these guys have done it. You'll get 
18 videos on each step of the marketing process, plus a 50-page workbook that will guide you through the process of making your own marketing plan. And best of all, lifetime access to their private coaching group where they'll do weekly live check-ins to answer questions in real time and guide you through the process. Sellitwithoutsellingout.com. There's a couple of videos there. You can dive in, get a little sample of it. I can't back this thing enough. If you are just slightly interested in marketing, you will find a lot of awesome, awesome nuggets. It's not like you're going to remember everything. You're going to remember like two to four things and be like, wow, those are really good principles. So go to that website, sellitwithoutsellingout.com. All right, now on with the show. You know, like we were talking about earlier, you know, when you basically, you know, bailed on Killswitch and you're like, I, I have to do this for myself because I don't know where I would be. Um, you know, what, uh, I guess, how did you kind of, you know, take care of yourself? How did you start to, uh, you know, go on your, your path of discovery where it's like, oh yes, I realize I am, you know, manic depressive. And like, you know, did you start to go to, you know, therapist? Did you lean on you know, your family? Did you do all the above? Like, how'd you kind of work through that? Yeah, it was, uh, Therapy, medication, uh, ugh, that is a whole different thing. Sure. Not fun. Just yeah. all the different crazy side effects that go along with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was like one in particular. It was uh, Seroquel. And literally, like, I was taking it. And after about a month, like, the side effects started. And and then once I had let it go a little too long, like I I kept taking it because I thought maybe it was just me. But then I stopped taking after about like I don't know, let's say three months. But then for the next for a year, it was just the craziest night terrors and just neck cracking tremors. Where you know you just sort of like if you get a cold chill and you just like you know you just kind of shake. It was like that, but just. It could, it would happen when I'm dead asleep. It would happen anytime. And it would just like jack up my neck or whatever. It was brutal. And it went on for a year. So basically, I just tried to heal, man. I did a lot of fishing. I, I just, I just tried to figure out what the heck I was. That's all I did. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's great. You, you did that just because you needed to, basically just find your, your calibration, you know, find the level that you're at, just like you were talking about medications. Like, you know, that's a moving target. Like sometimes certain things work on certain dosages and you know, some things don't work and you do, it takes time to figure that out. Yeah, it was brutal. Absolutely brutal. But yeah, but yeah, it just took, took time to figure out, you know, you know, what what was I going to do? Cause I honestly didn't know what I was going to do next. And so eventually I said, huh, well, let's try some music. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it went, but yeah, I, I what, it, it, it's the only thing, it's, well, it, it's the only thing I've done for so long. And it's one of the few things in this world that I truly love. Right. You know, I mean, it's just, I, I can't stay away from it. You know, I, I mean, I, I dream songs, you know, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that you can't, yeah. You just completely ignore this aspect of your life and be like, all right, well, I got to move on from that. It's like, well, no. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I, I tried it. It didn't, it did not work. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, what struck me too, always about you, the, um, 
the the business aspect of you know music from you know you because you were involved in you know all of the decisions that you know blood has been shed was making and you know booking shows and you know kind of doing that stuff working with record labels and everything and then you know you were also managing bands for a while as well um you know did you uh i guess did you enjoy that aspect of kind of the creative side of things like the more business oriented stuff or was that just something that was kind of like a uh i guess a passing phase as it were I don't know. I enjoyed it, but it was another one of those things where I thought, well, why not? <laughs> it was like, it was just more involvement in the thing I loved music. So yeah, it was just like, okay, I've got the opportunity. Why not? I'll just give it a try. If I can help out some other bands. Cool. Yeah. Just that's always been my thought process. It's like, give it a shot. What's the worst that happened? Yeah, totally. <laughs> and did you like, did you see, so, so you liked kind of the, you know, the, the business stuff where it's like, Oh yeah, we're settling yeah. the show and booking shows and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I don't mind that part, but at the same time, eh, rather not, but, uh, <laughs> but it, yeah, it just, but then when you're touring full time and then trying to do that full time, that's, that's impossible because, uh, you've got an active band, you're basically on call 24-7. You know, it's, if they're somewhere on the road and something happens, you kind of have to be there. And, you know, just even if it's like, you know, phone calls or whatever, you know, it's just that's part of it. And, yeah, after a while, I was like, well, okay, I physically cannot do all of this. But yeah. I think a lot of also why I did get involved was like I had a little bit of downtime. And I think downtime for me is bad. So I started doing stuff because I had this little break. I think we were writing and getting ready to record or something like that. And it was with Killswitch. And then I just started managing just because why not? And plus I'm awake all the time. So I just needed something to do. And I legitimately just try to do other things because I'm, I'm up. Yeah, sure. No, it makes total sense. Um, and it, you know, it seems to me, you know, where you're kind of sitting now is that, you know, you've been able to, you know, through the path of working on yourself and, you know, being more comfortable, you know, not only in your own skin, but the decisions you're making as far as playing music and stuff like that. It seems like you're, you know, in a, in a better balance than, you know, what you were when you were touring, you know, 11 months out of the year. Um, it, I, I presume that's something that you are really, I guess, kind of vigilant about with your own life where it's like, okay, I want to be active. I want to tour, but like, I also know that I, I, I have certain limitations behind that. Yeah. I, I have to be smart about what I'm doing. And if it's too much and I, I'm, I basically have to figure out what works for me. And if for some reason it's not working, then I have to reassess, but yeah, I, we're going to tour. Yeah. So, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just in a better place now. And, you know, will I tour 11 months? I don't see that happening. (laughs) Oh man. I, I don't miss that. That was just so much. I mean, how many holidays can you spend at clubs? It was weird. <laughs> sure. Well, you do. You, 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 I mean, you see it time and time again where, you know, bands that become successful, 
um, you know, and release a record and tour, you know, 18 months on it. And then once it comes time to where you're trying to dip back into the creative well of, you know, releasing a new record, mm-hmm. writing new lyrics, all that stuff. Like the only experience you have is just like, Oh dude, I was in a club in Berlin on Christmas. And like, how am I going to yep. write a lyric about that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And see, it, it, it kills, it kills the creative spirit, man. It really does. And I know for me, it kind of did. Uh, honestly, like, that's I think that's one of the things that's been really good with with uh, with this band is we do a lot of other stuff outside of just playing music. Like on our days off, we camp. You know, we're we're camping, we're fishing, we're hiking, we're barbecuing. You know, like we we like basically never stay in hotels. Just we go camping, yeah, and it's just you experience experience turns into creativity whether it's lyrics or music, whatever, I, I think that really does translate. Absolutely. Totally. Well, especially because you're putting yourself in situations where you can either feel, you know, like physically replenished or you are experiencing something that you haven't experienced before. And that's engaging yeah. rather than like he said, just checking into another hotel and you know, yeah, this may be a nicer hotel, but like, I don't know, it's still the same. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like, it just, you, you have to live. I mean, it's kind of like stand up, stand up comedians. It's like you'll see some of them may take like a little sabbatical so that they can experience some life. Because if you're just going into clubs night after night after night, that's all you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, so what are you going to write about next? Yeah. In every club you've been in, how much cigarette smoke you've inhaled. So <laughs> you, you, you have to live. And so I think it's just finding that balance. And even in between, you know, like shows, we just try to live. And sure. that's the, I was so stuck in the dark for a long time. It's just, uh, so I want to experience stuff. And yeah. I, I don't know how many times I toured and I saw nothing. Uh, and because I was literally scared to go off, off the bus because I, I ended up becoming like agoraphobic. It was, it was awful. Yeah. So yeah, I just, it's, I just want to, I just want to go. Yeah. Well, dude, it's so funny you say that because it's like, I can't, you know, um, you and I have, you know, many mutual friends that could probably say the same thing where it's like, dude, I've been to, you know, whatever Chicago 17 times in, you know, 15 years or whatever. But like, I, I literally know the four blocks around, you know, the house of blues and that's it. Like, you're like, like, have you, have you seen, you know, millennium park in Chicago? It's like, no, what's that? And you're like, dude, you've you've been, but like, you've been to a city, but that doesn't mean you've actually experienced the thing. No. And, and, and I have it. And I mean, I was just talking about that with someone was, uh, I think I did a, interview in France and like I've flown in there I don't know half dozen dozen times I've still never been to the Eiffel I go there I do interviews play a show and leave <laughs> totally I, I just do nothing there and so it's like that's just gotta change and so that's what I'm doing and I'm literally doing it with my friends who happen to be in a band with Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great because like you're, you know, you're, you're an adult and you can make these decisions and you can fit, you can be more intentional with your time. And I think that's what, uh, you know, that's, what's so 
fun about being an adult is being like, oh, yeah, oh. like, yeah, oh, cool. I get to go to a place and like, I'm actually going to plan around this. Like, yes, I've got a show and I'll be here and I'll do this. But like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. figure out a way to do this thing. Exactly. It's like, all right, I don't want to do this, so I won't. <laughs> that's fantastic yeah <laughs> I, I love that, that Man, is, this adult stuff is pretty cool yeah it is it's very it's very nice um do you uh, do you this is super random but like i i remember us having multiple discussions about it do you still identify as straight edge or is that something that has you know that you are or have shed the label or do you still you know self-identify no no oh no no i'm not okay uh, i'm uh, not anymore. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, I, uh, those were the days. For you. Uh, and I thing is, I haven't talked to a lot of uh, a lot of my old friends back then. Uh, those yeah. guys. So if you guys are listening, say hey. Yeah, what up? Say hi to me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Only reason I ask is because I, I the um, you know there are. Uh, there are many people, especially that once you, you know, step into, you know, a different, uh, you know, subculture, you know, metal being one where, uh, you know, a lot of things like, you know, people kind of know the wide swaths of certain, you know, mm-hmm. philosophical movements or whatever. But a lot of people are just always like yeah. straight edge. I have no, I have no fucking clue what that is or whatever. It's like, Oh yeah, those, those are the losers that don't mm-hmm. drink or whatever. And, uh, like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you existed in, you know, both worlds for a long time. So your perspective is kind of, yeah, absolutely. You know, so, you know, both of those sides, you know? Oh, absolutely. But yeah, just, uh, uh, you know, people have such skewed views of of what things are and what they aren't. I mean, because people are involved, and people are people. They're weird. You know, the people are. So you're going to have like some straight edge guys who are just kind of nuts, and you're going to have some that are just normal. Right. You're going to have like drinkers who are nuts and drinkers who are normal. And it's like people are talking about militant straight edge and everything, but then. It's like, you know, there's somebody in your family who is literally on drugs or an alcoholic. Are you going to beat them up? You know, because you heard that all straight edge people beat up straight, beat up people who drink. Yep. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nonsense. <laughs> totally. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've definitely seen both sides. And I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just stop that. Exactly. Stop fighting. Yeah. <laughs> be, how about, how about just be reasonable? You know, how about you, how yeah. about you do that? Yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. Let's just be good to each other. Period. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the one thing that matters. Yeah. Uh, cause, uh, you know, cause honestly it does. That, that's honestly what matters. It's like be good to each other. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> did, did I just go posy? I, I, you know, I think uh, you did. Howard, you have a tendency to show that occasionally. It's totally fine. It's okay. Your, 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 yeah, your cover's yeah, not blown. <laughs> yeah, it rears its beaming head occasionally. <laughs> Um, the, the, uh, last thing I want to hit on was the, um, you know, I I know that you, you know, have been, and, you know, over the course of your, you know, life in music, you've, you know, helped younger bands either from, you know, songwriting and production and, you know, whatever guest vocals. And you've done a lot of that stuff when, you know, ostensibly you like, you don't really need to do that, you know, like you don't need to do that from, you know, like, Oh, I'll, I'll make a, you know, $500 off this or something like that. Um, you know, why, I guess, why do you do that? I, beyond just the simple enjoyment of it, um, is, is that kind of at the core of it? Uh, honestly, like it's, 
interests me and I can fit it into my schedule, which is pretty much crazy at all times. <laughs> it just is. I, uh, I don't know. I just do because I said, I love heavy music, man. I, I, it, it changed my life, you know, in so many good ways, so many strange ways, so much good and bad has happened in my life. But so much of it revolves around music. Even when I was just going to shows to just being involved in it in all these little ways. I don't know. I, I just like it. I, I, I have nothing beyond that. No, that, that's cool. I mean, I, that's all you need really. <laughs> yeah. It, it's never, it's never been for money. Yeah. I, that, that's never been a, never been a thing. Yeah. I just like this. I mean, yeah, I don't, I have to do this. I have to do this. Sure. Yeah. That's just, that's part of your, your, your core being. And when you see an opportunity, it's like, Oh sure. Yeah. Like why, why not? I'll, I'll try to help with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Yeah. just like you've handled I mean, everything else in your so life. Yeah. Out. I'm just, yeah. It's like, Oh, why not? And plus, I, I just like that. Like I, I've figured out now because like, like Peter, uh, Peter and I, you know, Peter from soil work, mm-hmm. just, you know, we're doing an album together, but also we, you know, we're helping bands, you know, with who are writing, demos or just you know need some help with songwriting and stuff like that and we're working with a record label you know with some of their with some of their bands and just writing because i know for some reason just walking into a studio or just like trying to trying to navigate a song and then walking away with something that you feel good about there's something about that i absolutely love i i I, I get a pleasure from that that I can't explain. After all this time, after all these songs, I still love that. Yeah, it, it gives that's you why. it gives you life. That's, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the only explanation I have. Yeah. I, I I just love making something out of nothing. Like, okay, what do you want to do? Well, uh, what about this riff? And and it starts from there. You know, just I love that feeling. It's well, awesome. It's great, man. That's great. Well, Howard, I could probably talk to you for another like seven hours or so, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I that's what, that's what Jamie Josta does to you. So I don't want to do that to you. <laughs> shots, shots fire, shots fire. No, just, yeah, just kidding. I love, that, that I, I love when you guys catch up, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I love, I love catching up with you and I appreciate you doing this, my friend. Yes, Howard, loved that chat. Hopefully you did as well, because that's why you're listening to this, right? So, and what else are you listening for? Oh, you're listening for the guest next week, right? How about one of my good friends and a person who you have seen play in a variety of different bands, Stuart Ross. He is the guitarist for Comeback Kid. He also is a guitarist for Misery Signals, and he's played in five million other side projects, and honestly, all incredible bands, like Living With Lions, Low Talker, a bunch of cool stuff. And um, yeah, I've just known him forever, and we have a, a fun story of how we first met, and the, the mutual admiration society that is uh, the melodic metalcore world. <laughs> but uh, anyways, that is what we have next week. I have to say thank you to our amazing sponsors, We Transfer. Trust me, use them when you're transferring large files. There's no simpler way to do it. I've used it for years, and I love it. So, wetransfer.com. They'll do the work for you, okay? 
And uh, yeah, just thank you so much for listening. And like I said, email the show, 100wordspodcast at gmail.com for a future mailback episode. Okay, please do that. And uh, that's all we got. All right. Until next week, be safe, everybody. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network, jabberjawmedia.com. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Trust me in saying that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all of the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.